0: Hey, thanks for joining us. The purpose of this show is to bring the life-changing power of God's Word and His Spirit into your home, or indeed other places that you may be watching from. We're believing that as we gather together each week and spend time around His Word with a hunger for His Spirit, God would step into, change, transform our lives and even the situations that we may be facing. You know, when we speak about God's word and his spirit, we need to understand a couple of things. But there are two things that need to be very key in every believer's life. We need to celebrate, have a hunger and a passion for the working of his word within our life, but also the working of his spirit. I want to take a little bit of time today to open up those things a little bit further. Now, I really believe that it's the Word and the Spirit that initially draw us to God. That we all had no agenda or heart to know God or desire God. But then all of a sudden there was a stirring that drew us to God. There was an invitation in scripture that said, come. So that when we speak about the Word and the Spirit, they're not just parts of who God is that are active after we're saved, But they're parts of God that are involved in drawing us to him before we become believers. Now, there are two things I believe that should be active and working in our lives. It's not good just to be Christians that say, oh, I believe in the word of God and I believe in the Holy Spirit, but not allowing his word and his spirit to be at work transforming, reshaping us on a daily basis. You know, when we look at the Word and the Spirit, we understand that they both come from God, but indeed they are both God. We understand that the Word became flesh in Christ, but also the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the risen Jesus Christ. So when we speak about the Word and the Spirit, we're not just speaking of things that come from God, but things that are actually God himself. Now, there are two things, I believe, that were designed to work together in unison and harmony for the benefit of our lives. We first see the Holy Spirit and the word working together in the opening chapter of Genesis, that book of beginnings. And it gives us a really, really good picture of the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God working together with creative power. Let me you, read you these verses from Genesis chapter one, verses one to three. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was at without form or void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, God spoke, God released the word, Let there be light. And there was light. And we understand as we read on through the next verses, it was just a continual course of God speaking and things coming into existence. I love the imagery of this that in the foundation of time when there was nothing but void, things waiting to be created and burst into life according to the intention of God, that which was in his heart for what he would create. We see God speak his word. He releases his word and says, let there be, let there be light. Let there be this, let there be that. And the next moment you see the Holy Spirit take hold of those words of God that carry the intention of God And the Holy Spirit begins to make things out of nothing. He causes the creation of things to come into existence that weren't there before. He brings order where there wasn't order. He brings boundaries where there wasn't boundaries. But things come into existence because the Holy Spirit, who the Bible says is hovering over the void and the darkness before creation, suddenly has something to work with. What is he working with? The word of God. Now, just think about that for a moment. God, the creator, Father, creator God, is speaking things into existence, releasing His word. Within His word is the ability for things to come into being. But then His Holy Spirit takes those words and causes things to be created. You know, when I think of this moment in the beginning of Genesis, the the beginning of creation it reminds me or I get a picture of um, a ballroom dancing floor or hall with two dancers on the floor now just bear with me as I just share this image that I have when I think of the word of God and the spirit of God working together to create and produce that which was on the heart of God To me, I see two ballroom dancers spinning around on the dance floor of void and nothingness. The the word and the spirit dancing together in unity and harmony. And as they spin together on the dance floor of void and nothingness, suddenly stars are thrown into space. Things come into existence that weren't in existence. Suddenly things that weren't become things that are. And things began to take shape and you could then see what was originally on the heart of God for creation. I love that imagery, don't you? Now, the good news is that this isn't just a reality that was present in Genesis, but also it's a reality that God wants present in our daily lives. Because the same word of God, the same spirit of God, both that come from him, but are also expressions of him, are present now in our world. So just as the word of God and the spirit of God dance together in the opening of creation, so now both of those things are present within us. One, the word of God carries the desire of God. The other, the ability of God. You see, the word of God always carries the desire that he has for us, situations we may be facing, things we may be going through. But then when we look at the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit represents and carries the ability and the power and the creative ability and power to bring the things that God says should be into existence in our lives and in the things that we face he made his desire and and intention known through his word then fashioned it and brought it into being by his spirit both in Genesis the opening chapters of creation but also like I said In our daily worlds today, God wants us to be enjoying the powerful reality of his word and his spirit at work in us. It's not just this moment in Genesis. We need to we need to move on from that moment in Genesis to that day that we're living in now and have a celebration in our hearts. A hunger, a desire. Yes, Lord, let your word be carrying your desire and your ways into my daily life today. Yes, Lord, let your Holy Spirit be that power from heaven that makes all things possible. Now, we need to understand that it's not a matter of either or, but actually a matter of both and. Often within Christianity, we can become experts of what I call either or thinking. Either we do this or we do that. Either we have this or we have that. Where it's no compromise in the discussion that we're having today about the Word and the Spirit to say we don't want either or thinking. Rather, we want both and. We don't just want the Word of God carrying the desire of heaven into our lives but we also want the power of the Holy Spirit activating forging creating in us all of those things that God says are possible now often when you walk around the corridors of Christianity you can meet people that have an emphasis or a belief on one or the other I want to encourage you today don't have a belief on one or the other but have a celebration in your heart concerning both because what i've experienced is when you meet people who are passionate about the word of god but not passionate about the spirit of god often it can be very dry and when you meet people that are passionate about the ministry of the holy spirit but not passionate about the word of god you can find people that are out of balance, sometimes a little bit weird, sometimes a little bit unhinged. You see, we weren't meant to experience either all. We were meant to be partakers and people who experience both the word of God, which brings direction and correction, but also the spirit of God that always brings life. I heard it said once, and I like this definition, too much word and you'll dry up, too much spirit and you'll blow up, but enough of both, you will grow up. The reality is that when we live lives that are hungry for the word of God, lives that celebrate the spirit of God at work in our lives, that's where the maturity of God takes place in our hearts that's where we begin to experience our lives transcending from the condition we knew before we gave our lives to christ to now being lives where we can be like paul and say nothing is impossible for me today through christ who strengthens me isn't it wonderful to know that the same holy spirit that was at work within paul peter john The other disciples and apostles that we read about is the same Holy Spirit that is now alive within us, that calls our life his home and his temple. But we need to also bring the Word of God continually into this way of thinking because the Holy Spirit always works and outworks the Word of God. Remember, his Word carries his desire his spirit carries his ability so if we're not living in the word it's like we're not giving the holy spirit much to work with remember what we said in genesis that in the beginning god spoke and then the holy spirit took the words of god the intentions of god and created if we're not allowing the word of god to dwell in us richly like it says in the book of colossians We're not giving the Holy Spirit stuff to work with. We're not giving him the material he needs to bring the change and the transformations in our lives and the situations we're facing to the degree that we could experience so let me encourage you today don't be an either or believer don't be somebody that says word 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 or someone that says spirit 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 be someone that says i love the word of god and i love the spirit of god i love it when the word and the spirit come together on the dance floor of my heart and my life and begin to work in creative movement not this time throwing stars into open space like it happened in creation but now changing things in the inside of me and the things i'm facing to bring them into alignment with what god promised i could know so we purpose in our hearts that we're going to be hungry for the word and we're going to be hungry for the spirit number one god's word what does it do it's powerful among many things it's good for instructing us when the word of god comes into our life it carries the ways of god carries the wisdom of god it carries a wisdom that can challenge the wisdom of the age in the society that we live in but his wisdom is always the best wisdom when the word of god comes into our life it reveals him but it also reveals us. We discover our true identity according to what he originally designed for us to be. It reveals his ways. It reveals the culture of his life, his his power and his ability. It, It releases what he loves and also what he doesn't love. It instructs us, guides us, becomes that lamp to our feet, that the Bible speaks of. But then when we consider God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes, doesn't He? And Jesus taught very much and very clearly on the ministry of the Spirit. And Jesus underlined a couple of parts in the book of John where he says, When the Holy Spirit comes, He guides us. Don't you love that? That we now have God's Spirit inside our lives guiding us through the chaos and the jungle of the life that we know. Think about that for a moment. If you were dropped in a jungle in Borneo or dropped in a jungle somewhere in a remote part of the world, what would you want to be left with you? Maybe you would say, oh, food or water. Yeah, they're important. But I believe what could be of greater importance is that you would have a guide. Someone who knew their way through the jungle and could lead you out of the jungle. You see, Jesus says when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you. He will guide you according to the word and the intention of the father. But he will guide you through the chaos and the confusion of moments you may be facing. Moments that life has thrown at you. We also know that Jesus really taught us clearly that he would empower us remember what he says in the book of acts and and when the spirit of god comes he will empower you to be witnesses i believe that the holy spirit empowers us in our evangelism to be the witnesses he's called us to be but he also empowers us to be the fathers that we should be the husbands the wives that we should be the friends the followers of jesus that we should be again we live a life committed to reading the word knowing that it's a living word alive and active carrying the power of god but we also live our life saying holy spirit help me to understand these things the holy spirit also brings liberty and freedom his word brings liberty and freedom also doesn't it the bible says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free, keep you free, set you free. There's a freedom that comes from understanding and having a heart that's open to the word of God. But also there's a freedom and a liberty that comes from having a life that hosts and celebrates the presence and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It actually says that the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and liberty. So again, we have these two components that desire to work together, not be kept apart. We have the word of God that sets you free. We have the spirit of God that brings liberty and freedom. Why would any follower of Christ, why would any believer not want the power of these two God-filled expressions of God, these components of heaven, active within their world? Think about that for a moment. The very life and ability of God now present within us. You see, when we speak about the Holy Spirit, We're not speaking about another spirit or something or someone that God created outside of himself. Rather, we understand that the Spirit of God is the Spirit of the risen Jesus Christ now living in us. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that wonderful? When we consider the Word of God, if you flick between the two, Word, Spirit, Word, Spirit, Word, Spirit, just keeps getting better the more you meditate upon it. The Word of God is the Word that he spoke for then when he spoke it, but it still carries his power, his life and his potential today when we read it in the situation or the moment we would be facing. Just think of that image with me again of the opening of creation, where you have the Word and the Spirit dancing together. And in their dancing and in their unity together, things being thrown out and created, nothingness becoming something. Now, God invites us to know that eternal dance within our own lives. Our lives and our hearts become the dance floor of God's Word, And His Spirit. I love that thought. So today I want to challenge you. Let your life be the dance floor of God's Word and His Spirit. Let your life be a place of submission and hunger for God to have His way. You may say to us today, well, if God's doing everything by His Word and God's doing everything by His Spirit, What do I need to do? My friend, the answer to that is very simple. We need to remain submitted to what God wants to do. We need to remain hungry for what God wants to do. We need to remain obedient to the things the Lord asks us to do. Because sometimes when his word comes into our heart, into something we're facing, a moment we're navigating our way through. It can be challenging. It can ask us to think differently. It can ask us to reevaluate our take on something, to stop doing something, to start doing something. But the way that we take the word from being God's intention to being our experience is when we have that simple posture or heart response Yes, Lord. I give you my yes Lord even though this may cost me even though this takes me in a direction that I wouldn't normally go in I say yes Lord what's an example of this when all of a sudden the word of God comes into your heart this is a good example and says you're to forgive somebody maybe somebody harmed you in your past or more recently And you're reading the word of God and suddenly the words of God jump out of the page, move from being a Logos expression to a Rhema expression. It's like God speaking in that moment to you. Forgive that person. We then have a choice. Do we submit, humble ourselves to what God is asking us to do? Or do we become resistant? No, you don't understand what they did to me. Listen, if you ever battle unforgiveness in your life, remember this simple truth that somebody once taught me. Forgiving someone doesn't make them right or what they did right, it sets you free. You see, unforgiveness makes you the prisoner. Often the other person involved doesn't even remember what they did. Yet we can live in a captivity that God doesn't want us to know. But then all of a sudden, His word comes into our situation and gently says, forgive that person. We have a choice. Will we or will we not? If we choose to humble our hearts to what the word is instructing us to do, I'm using forgiveness and unforgiveness as an example, but pretty much every area of our life can be affected in the same way. If we say, yes, Lord, even though this is hard, yes, Lord, even though this is tough, I will forgive that person. That's the moment when the ability of the Holy Spirit begins to operate within us, and we find within our lives a genuine forgiveness happening for that person that may have harmed us. You know, when I've done this over different times and seasons, it's that moment I decided to walk in obedience That I experienced then suddenly the reality of the Holy Spirit to the degree that I would sit there moments afterwards and say, wow, I have forgiven them. Everything's changed within me. Well, God said that 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 it would. You see what God's looking for from us, his followers, his family, his children, restored to his household and his kingdom is simple obedience. So I want to encourage you today. Be a person that celebrates the ministry of the word in your life and a person who celebrates the ministry of the spirit. Don't become a word man or a spirit man, a word woman or a spirit woman. Don't divide what God never wanted divided. Rather, let them dance together on the dance floor of your heart and life. And you sit there with a desire and a hunger and a resolution to say Lord whatever you ask me to do that I will do even the things I don't think I can do I know I will be able to do through your spirit that empowers me to do so I hope you've enjoyed this time together today join us again next week because we're going to continue to look at these thoughts of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our life and in our world Next week, we're going to begin to talk about what did Paul mean when he spoke of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit? But today, I just want to end by just blessing you and saying, may you know today the power of God's word and spirit active, alive within you and in the moments you may be facing. God bless.